0: Hey everyone, before we continue, just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, in me and Haley's opinion, is the best platform to use for podcasting. It's fast, free, and it also has an app, so you can record wherever you are, anywhere that has a Wi-Fi connection. If the beach has a Wi-Fi connection, if the mountains have a Wi-Fi connection, you can do it. Anchor also distributes your podcast on all the popular platforms, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the ones that people use. So if you're interested in recording your own podcast, use Anchor. Cool thing about it, too, is you don't need a microphone to do this. You can actually record your podcast on the actual app using your phone or your computer and then upload it from there. So if you guys are interested, use Anchor. Now, back to podcast. <laughs>
1: Everyone, welcome to Toasty Cool. I'm and With me is my husband Andrew.
0: Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: good. Thanks. Um, you doing okay?
1: We're both battling some sort of sickness, but
0: yeah, we're not sure if it's COVID or not.
1: You had it for like a week and a half, mm-hmm. and then slowly I started getting it. Not as bad as you did, and right. now today you feel cruddy, and I still feel cruddy. So yeah, who knows what's going on, but l-
0: less cruddy than the l- the rest of the week has been. Yeah, but uh, you for four days straight you woke up with a headache. Pier- and then, piercing headache yeah on and and off throughout the day for the better part of a week before that i woke up with a headache
1: yeah
0: and it's kind of all over the place anyways we're doing good
1: uh, <laughs> we're doing phenomenal sickness.
0: yeah um no but uh i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and state this. this is a totally a different subject real fast but uh we because we don't feel the greatest and because things have moved around normally um in the uh podcasting room Um, The table that we sit at is not in there right now. It's in a different room uh, with the TV on it and all that. Anyways, things have moved around. So we've decided to record this episode on our living room couch instead. Which
1: is Uh, significantly more comfortable anyways. Yes,
0: but to that effect, it is closer to uh, a room of the house where we keep the dogs that we train, because that is our job.
1: And a ticking clock in the background. Correct.
0: So there are going to be a little bit more noises, and if a dog starts barking or whatever and we have to deal with it, we are going to edit that part out just to let you know that is the deal. Um,
1: So if there's like an abrupt... If there's a start br- and yeah. then you kind of hear a cut into just us just talking again. that
0: may not happen we're not sure just be prepared for that if um, we're
1: really good with our editing skills you'll have you'll know how to, exactly <laughs> yeah
0: um the other thing is me and Haley have talked about it uh in relative depth and by that i mean probably 30 seconds and we came to a conclusion that uh we're 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 not going to record any more film of this podcast at least until we can get a better camera that records longer. Yeah. Um, we're finding it more tedious than anything to just record 10 minutes of a podcast episode just to put it up on YouTube. So this episode and uh, until we get a better camera, further episodes will be recorded in just a audio form. And they still will be posted on this YouTube channel that we have. So you'll be able to listen to the whole thing on YouTube still. Um but also on other platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that. So that's the deal. Um, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're just, we're kind of over having to edit like seven different things and then, you know, intros for some visual stuff and this and that for some audio stuff. And it's just very tedious. So we're just going to keep it to audio for now. Um, but with that being said, we're going to get to today's topic. Yeah. So I have a friend of mine. Um, whose name is kevin uh i believe his last name is pronounced beal
1: hi kevin
0: yeah hi kevin how you doing how (laughs) you doing man uh his last name is b-e-a-l-e uh i believe that's it's pronounced beal but um point is uh he's been a follower of mine on tiktok and other platforms of social media for the better part of a year if not longer i pro i want to say longer but I'm not sure the time frame. point is I've, I've known of his existence and we've been
1: TikTok buddies,
0: TikTok buddies and social media buddies for a little bit. So uh, he texted me uh, yesterday and he had some thoughts of what the next episode could be uh, about. And uh, so we're going to, we're going to go through his, some of his questions. Cool. Figured it would be the best plan considering we hadn't talked about what we we're going to talk about this week. Normally it's more of like a, impromptu sit down and just be like, Hey, what do you want to talk about today? And then five minutes later we record the podcast. Yeah. So we had, we had it planned earlier than we normally do, which we need to work on by
1: like an hour. Yeah. Like <laughs> just, just <laughs> by a days, little bit. But like yeah. by an hour, so.
0: Um, anyway, so Kevin asks a question or he asks a few questions actually, and we'll kind of go through this, uh, kind of in a, a clean way. And by what that, I mean a more cohesive way that all blends together. Okay. Um, but, you and me, Haley, uh,
1: Andrew,
0: yes. Um, we (laughs) both have very much so been in the church life for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. We both grew up in Christian homes. Um, but obviously I had, you know, we both had our moments where we were not too terribly interested in said church life. Um, and that's a different topic, but we both came to know Christ and we both were in, you know, church and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so what, we'll, we'll get to Kevin's questions here in, in a minute, but I just want to kind of go very briefly over like, what was your church life like early? Yeah. Early on in childhood.
1: Well, as you know, I grew up in a Christian home, Right. so
0: I thought it was Buddhist <laughs> no, <I'm just>
1: <laughs> from the moment that I can remember. We, like my family has always gone to church and that's just something we did every Sunday. Right. Um, so that's what I did for, you know, pretty much my whole, like growing up with my family, you know, Sunday school, you know, when you're younger and then you finally sit in the adult sermon and then,
0: okay, I have a question. Yeah. This has to do with like Sunday school church as a young child. Yeah. Did they ever give you frosted animal crackers?
1: Not that I remember, but we did something that was called Kingdom Cash.
0: Kingdom, Kingdom Cash? Kingdom Like Jesus Bucks or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, at a certain point, like if you were doing well and you were being social and mm-hmm. like you were answering questions and participating and stuff, you'd get like Kingdom Cash. Yeah. And so at the end of every Sunday, if mm-hmm. you had Kingdom Cash built up, you could then go to like the counter where they had a display of like little toys and oh. candies and stuff like that. And then you could... Give them your kingdom cash, yeah. you know. I think it was part of a way to like teach money a little bit too. I don't yeah. know why, but sure. Anyways, that's, that's interesting. Which I actually found it fun because at a certain age, I actually ran the kingdom cash like station. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Give me your money, and I'll give <laughs> you your candy." <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and for a little bit, I would do like the slideshows for the worship. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, interesting. Anyways, kingdom cash. Kingdom cash. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then you know, eventually got to the adult section. And, yeah, you know
0: the adult version of Kingdom Cash, which is called <laughs> life. like no, it's called Tithe. <laughs> that's yeah. that's Kingdom Cash. Yeah, adult, <laughs> yeah. adult stuff. Um, gotcha.
1: So yeah, that and then you know, youth group and right, all that good stuff. So yeah, kind of my whole my whole life, and then at a certain point, I think it was around when I was like seventeen or eighteen, I was going through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and that's where. I definitely still believed in God, but I was at a point where I was like, I've always only gone to church because that's what it was expected of me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I was doing it for myself and I actually wanted to have like a relationship with the Lord rather than just like going off of a pattern I grew up with. Yeah. Um, so I kind of eventually kind of faded off of church. Sure. Um, so I didn't go in person for probably like a year, year and a half. And Mm -hmm. that's where I went through like a lot of growth and went to counseling to work on other things and, and stuff like that. Um, and then I actually feel like that was a really, it was like a, a struggle during that period, but I feel like that was probably one of the best things I ever did because then I did come to the full conclusion of, you know, having my own like thought process of, I, you know, I fully believe in God and I want to pursue that. And I like, I want to have that relationship for myself because I want yeah. to, not because it was something that I was told. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, That makes sense. So yeah. And then since then, you know, just because I kind of backed off of a church that I felt like I wasn't really growing from, mm-hmm. um, I found a different church and kind of hopped around a little bit, but I primarily, you know, before I met you, I just watched stuff online just cause you know, my introverted self couldn't yeah. bear going alone. <laughs> right. Um, and just because of like work and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Plus anyways, COVID I think had a. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened.
0: Thing to it. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Well, cool. yeah, I, I, are you done? Yes. Sorry. I didn't know if you were done. Or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I have kind of similar experiences. Um I grew up in a, uh, a very conservative Baptist church. Um, I grew up in like very upstate rural New York state. Yeah. Um, people used to always ask me, oh, you were from New York? Like, did you like live in a tall building? I'm is like, no, 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 no. Is that what New
1: Yorkers sound like?
0: No, that's tall what... building? That's what <laughs> just anybody generic sounds like. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not from a tall building. I'm from the place with the tall pine trees. <laughs> in Amish land. You were in the country. Yeah, where well, your nearest neighbor six miles away because all the, uh, the fields of... Hay bales and cows. Like, that's where I'm from.
1: It's true, though. Like, when you think of New York, you do not picture country. You just Mm -mm. immediately think, oh, you're from New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Where were you when the Twin Towers? I'm not a part of that. I I had (laughs) nothing to do with that. Thank God I had nothing to do with that. (laughs) No, I just, I wasn't from that part of of New York. But I grew up in, for seven years, I went to a small conservative Baptist church and it was completely white. All the inside, the outside, the carpet was bright red. (laughs) pews were bright red carpeted pews this is like a weird thing
1: sounds like a very baptist
0: yes um and uh there was an organ on one side of the room and a piano on the other side of the room and it was just very like one day we'll have to go yeah just for the heck of it so i can show you what i mean what i mean but oh i
1: have a picture in my mind yeah which this also reminds me since you're prefacing that that's Mm kind of like the church upbringing you kind of started with mine was always non-denominational
0: oh really from what i can remember but it wasn't like I didn't grow up Baptist or I didn't grow up in a Baptist church because my family was like pure Baptist or whatever. It was just the church that we had. Right. That's just where you went. You know, it was a very small town, just a couple thousand people, if that. And it was just the place you went. So that was where we went as kids, me and my brother. And uh, we had kind of very uh, opposite kind of endings me and my brother did I'm, we don't have to go into this but point is is that I I didn't feel like I had to go to church because I have a fuzzy in my mouth <laughs> I didn't feel like I had to go to church to please my parents yeah I went through a very uh kind of roller coastery uh relationship with just church in general because I grew up in the mission field so going to church to raise support to go overseas was what you did yeah Um, and so you have these moments of like, oh, we're going to church this Sunday, but it's not the church that you've been to the last seven years. It's a totally new church, totally new people. And you are expected to, or you're going to, uh, stand there on a stage and talk about why you're there. Yeah. I didn't understand what was going on. So
1: did you as a whole family stand up there? Yes. Okay.
0: From what I remember, yes. Um, I remember some of the examples that we were using was like jars of beans because we were trying to show visuals as to like how many people knew of God's word, how many people didn't, how many people could know of God, like stuff like that. Yeah. From my memory, that is kind of what we did. Um, obviously my parents could ex- you know expound upon that if they were here, but um, yeah. so yeah. And eventually we got to an age where we kind of settled down in the Pennsylvania area um, near the capital. It's like between, Harrisburg, which is the capital of Pennsylvania and Hershey, which is like 10 minutes from there, somewhere in between there. Um, and we were no longer in the mission field. We came out of that and, you know, got jobs. My parents got jobs doing other things. Um, and so we kind of gravitated towards a few different churches that were in fact, non-denominational, mm-hmm. very different lifestyle of dress, you know, there's no bow. I almost said bows and ties, but I meant like, you know, well-dressed people in suits. Like you saw that, but it was like, you also saw people in t-shirts and sweatpants. Like that's how it was. Um, the music was very different. It was not hymns. It was like straight out of a eighties rock and roll band. Like that, that is what my upbringing was in the non-denominational church. And it was weird because everybody was a lot more loose. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually we got to a point where I was just going to make friends or to be around people, not to learn about God.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And that led into a lot of different areas of my life. You know, me doing things that I should not have done. The church that we went to was relatively big, so there was a lot less supervision and, you know going behind the church with a girl you had a crush on and kissing her, stuff like that, (laughs) stuff you shouldn't be doing, you know, other stuff that was worse than that. Like, you know, that is kind of what I did. And I don't mean kind of, I mean, that is what I did. Um, and this is as a, you know, 13, 14 year old. Um, and so eventually I, things happened and sure enough counseling became a part of my life through some different avenues. Um, and eventually church, didn't take a back seat, but I understood how important it was to, to the extent that I could at that age. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was in counseling for two and a half years and Christian guy, but eventually he wanted to go back to counseling school for something to get a bigger degree or whatever. And so counseling stopped. And so I was kind of on the search to find someone in the Christian community who I could speak to and just counsel me essentially. And that led to a couple different churches that were not the greatest. Um, you were there. I mean, just last night we were talking to my mom who still lives around the same area as those churches. Um, and she, those churches are like all now woke and, you know, (laughs) like, you know, just trying to, you know, uh, be all relevant in today's society now and, and listening to things and putting things out there that are just kind of heretical now. And so I, I do see God's grace in taking me out of that. Um, so I, I was just being pastored or counseled by the head of the church there. Yeah. I won't, I won't name names, but, um, and now he runs it. He used to be, he was the brand new pastor and now he runs the church, mm-hmm. I guess. And I guess everything's kind of gone downhill with that church. But, um, it's just very, it's very sad to see. Anyways, so I've, I've seen different avenues of a lot of different church life, yeah. you know, lives. Um, but yeah, that kind of leads me to, to these, like this modern approach that now you and me have as a married couple, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of, the fork in the road met to one road yeah. and now we're kind of forging our own path with how we view church and and the things involved in church. Um, yeah this question wasn't asked by Kevin, but I just kind of want to put this out there. There's so many different avenues of Christianity that think that church is not necessary. Mm -hmm. Like you do not have to go to be a good Christian or to be a believer at all. And I'm curious what you think about that because I have my own thoughts, but I've shared none of them with you. I feel like we've
1: kind of talked about this before, but maybe I'm talking
0: about like before the podcast episode is being recorded. Like I haven't sat down with you and told you this is how I feel about this specific question. Like I haven't done that, but what do you think about that? Just the church life for a Christian? Is it important? Is it not all that stuff?
1: I think it's important. Yeah. I think <laughs> you can go without it and you're not like losing your salvation or anything. Like no, that. I think there is an importance of putting yourself around a group of mm-hmm. people that also like follow the Lord and giving yourself like support and help in certain areas and, yeah. and accountability if you need it or whatever. Yeah. Um, And obviously in the Bible, it's like, you know, when three or more gathered, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Three or more, two or more.
1: Two or more. I don't know. When there's a few people gathered. When there's, you know, anyways, (laughs) so there there is like some importance on, you know, coming together as a a church. Sure. And, you know, spreading the word or worshiping or whatever it may be. But I don't think if you choose to not go or you don't go every Sunday or anything mm-hmm. like that, that you're any less saved or you're somehow doing something wrong. Sure. Because um, let's just say like you're a homeless person mm-hmm. for a year. So you know what I mean? Like you can have the best relationship with the Lord sure. and you don't go to church. Yeah. And I don't think at the end of the day that God necessarily cares if you go to church or not. It's really right. just more of like how you're living your life and your relationship with him and stuff. Sure. Now, I definitely think the church can come hand in hand with building that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with helping you learn and, and grow and stuff like that. But right. I don't think it's like a end-all, be-all of like you have to or you're a terrible person or you're not saved or you're doing something wrong. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. yeah. I, I, there is importance there, but I don't think...
0: <laughs> if you miss a Sunday, you're hellbound. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I would say to add to that, if you look at the structure of the Bible in the New Testament and you see how... Jesus structured his ministry. We're, we're by like some sort of very busy road right now. Yeah,
1: I don't know if you can hear the background noise. Yeah, if noise. you <laughs> if you hear
0: trucks going by, that's what it is. We're not being attacked by aliens. <laughs> um, the way that the church is structured in the New Testament, so the Book of Acts and the uh, the um, the spreading of the church, yeah. people running churches, people gathering in a building, stuff like that. You'll notice that it's obviously it started with Jesus. You know, Jesus was with a crowd of people yeah. and he taught. That's what he did. Yeah. And that is what we model the modern day church after. Or, yes.
1: Sorry, I just raised my hand. Yes, you that, did. that also reminded me of a thought of like, church can also just be wherever you need it to be. Like, yes. it doesn't need to be an actual physical church building no. for it to be church.
0: Correct. Church is not in reference to a building. Church is in reference to a congregation of a gathered yes. people. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, the Jesus just sat people down. Yeah, or he he didn't sat people down. People sat themselves down, and he taught them whether it was from a boat or from a shore or the synagogues or wherever.
1: Excuse me, I don't know if y'all <laughs> heard that. <laughs>
0: I didn't hear it, um, but
1: just slipped out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, but you'll you look at the Bible and you'll see that it never is approached Jesus or God both same being, um, they never approach the idea of going to church as a, you have to go to church or else. Yeah. They always approach it as this is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's not a required thing. Yeah. Like that's not a part of your salvation. Right. But it's most definitely a benefit to your relationship with Christ. Right. Um, so many Christians out there will look at church as a toxic thing. Therefore they will not go. Yeah. I don't need to go to church at all. And I think that that's dangerous because if you are so against, like if you're a believer in Christ, but yet you're so against going to a gathering of believers, yeah, I get it. I've been in that mindset. I understand not wanting to go to church. I'm not saying you're weird or stupid, but I think it's important and wise and healthy to, be of a mindset where you gather together with other Christians and sit down and discuss God's word and learn together. Yeah. Because I've been just like you in a situation where I didn't go to church for a while and I felt the active effects mm-hmm. of being away from that situation. Yeah. And I felt a, I felt myself getting farther away in some areas. Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually. Um, and it wasn't like a, Oh, I'm all of a sudden sinning. It was just like my, my life was getting more like kind of grayish. Yeah. And it wasn't like a, the light from God. You know what I mean? Not saying church is the cure all, not at all saying that. I'm just saying I find personally, I find myself a lot happier when I'm purposefully indulging in the gathering together with other people who are like-minded and are learning.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, and that will lead us into Kevin's questions. So Kevin sat down <clears throat> or stood up. I don't know. He just texted these things to me. Um, <laughs> and he said, uh, here's some, here's some questions for your next podcast episode. So again, Kevin, thank you for your questions. Thanks, Kevin. Um, he said, when looking for a church to go to, what are some key factors you and your wife look for?
1: Obviously theology is a really big, Yeah. like what are they basing their theology
0: so for those who don't know, what does theology mean?
1: Like the core foundation of your beliefs, right? Yeah. I don't know the it's, technical definition it's the of stu-
0: it. Yeah, it's the study of what you believe. Right. Theology is just a, a case study or a sitting down and talking about this is what I believe in Christianity. Yeah. Or any... It's normally in reference to religion, but... Yeah. yeah.
1: So I would say... Whatever the theology is of yeah. the church is really important because obviously if you're going to learn and grow from a church right. that doesn't line up with what you feel like mm-hmm. you believe or is biblically sound, right. obviously you're going to continue to run into an issue of you feel like you can't fully like learn and grow uh-huh. or something like that because you're kind of always holding yourself back of like, well, like yeah. there were some good points, but right. I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think, you know, the theology, mm-hmm Um, is an important thing to look out for Yeah, as one of the points.
0: Right. I would say, I agree. I would say theology is probably the only thing I care about. Yeah. Because if you get to a point where you're going to a different church or you're switching churches because of, oh, the worship music is not my favorite or not for like spiritual reasons, but like, I just don't like how like toned down it is. I want more excitement. Like, that's not what church is about. Church is not about going and having a different genre of music played on the stage.
1: I will say though, I think some people um, like worship is a really mm-hmm. big form of what people yeah enjoy doing when they go sure. like as a part of going to church, and so right. I think for some people, if the the worship band isn't actually putting stock mm-hmm. into making good music not sure. that it needs to like emotionally move people right. and, and stuff like that but right. i i can understand of like a simple guitar strumming and someone like in a low tone singing it's yeah it, like it makes you want to put you to sleep you know what i mean and You're right. so <laughs> yeah. i can yeah. understand yeah. like if you love to worship yeah i can understand why a, certain worship bands might not be your yes. fave right. but obviously if the teaching is far above that. and Then right. you can kind of look past it.
0: But Well, that's my point is yeah. I don't think that anybody... Because you can go to a church with kind of eh worship music. It's just not like my favorite, most hype music out there. Yeah. But the theology of the sermons are fantastic. Right. But they will jeopardize that and leave because the music ain't what they want it to right. be. And I'm just saying you got to think about everything involved in the church, right. not just the music. Right. Worship is a huge factor. I get it. I understand it. It's just... To those of you who are basing your church-going experience purely off of the music, I feel like sometimes that can muddle your the true intention of why you're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I don't go to, to church to sing. <laughs> That's not why I go. Yeah. That's a part of it, and it's a necessary part of it, worshiping God in that fashion. Yeah. But I go to sit and learn about God. Right. That's why I go. Yeah. Um,
1: Another key point, which yeah. this is kind of a joke, but... <laughs> for coffee snobs like me if they don't have good coffee no i I agree
0: with this (laughs) i agree with it sometimes you gotta check the
1: coffee your sunday
0: fix and you know you don't have that but uh yeah i the theology is my my key factor um because
1: i feel like everything goes from there so yeah theology is good Right, everything else kind of follows. Yeah, sure. And I don't think any church is ever going to be perfect because mm-hmm. obviously churches are run by human beings that are right. <laughs> imperfect. Yeah, sure. By nature, so obviously nothing is going to be. Yeah. One hundred percent. Sure. But I think, yeah, theology is sure very important.
0: Right. I. I will say though that. If you're, like the deliverance of said theology a big truck. I
1: don't know if people can hear that but it sounds like we're about to get taken out. (laughs) I
0: don't don't know. Point is the deliverance of theology like if it's just surface level stuff. Yeah. If it's not deep and meaningful, I will find a new church.
1: Like I personally, we've never, I don't know if we've fully talked about this but I want a church that is like open talking about everything. So like Mm -hmm. sex, money, abortion, like actual legitimate topics that are Mm -hmm. important and I feel like some churches shy away from that because they're scared to Mm-hmm. You know, step on people's toes yeah. and then they're, you know, afraid to lose people and I'm like, right. you don't want to have a congregation of people that are that soft yeah. that as soon as you bring up hard topics that are important to have right. like an actual like core belief about and a stance on. Yeah. Um so, you know, kind of like what you said with theology, like right. deeper stuff. Yeah. I think is important.
0: Sure. But like like I said, there's just some churches you go to and it's all, every sermon is just about the love of Christ. Yeah. I'm like, that's great. Fantastic. Love that you're talking about the love of Christ. That's massively important. But why don't we talk about some of the bad stuff? Why don't we talk about some of the hard stuff? Yeah. Because if you don't get into that, you are going to paint a picture of Christianity for people, even new people that is not entirely fleshed out. Like
1: it's just, oh, it's just all about love it's and the just love of God. Love. Yeah, and rather and like, than people being like, all right, like that is important and that is true. Yeah. But, um, if you're living the wrong lifestyle, <laughs> yeah. God may yeah. love you, but he also don't, doesn't agree with it. You the, know what there, I
0: mean? It's like, there's, it's like, there's four bases in a baseball game. First, second, third, fourth or home rather. Yeah. First base, second base, third base home think yeah I haven't played baseball in a while point is there's a bunch of bases in baseball and for a church to only cover like a half of one of them is yeah. not enough for me right you've got to cover all of them and you've got to do it delicately but also sternly and truthfully yeah and you have to find a good mix of all that and it's very hard to find a church nowadays that does that um so yeah yeah that just there was one question <laughs> um the other uh question he's got he's got a few here um he says how long should you take to make a commitment i'm assuming this means in regards to finding a church
1: yeah um i would say give it like a few visits yeah like a couple you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i don't think you need to go for like three months straight to decide Mm -hmm. but i don't think one or two will give you like a full picture so i'd I'd say like a you know a good couple of visits a couple of visits yeah i would say anywhere between like i don't think there's a perfect number but like enough for you to feel like you kind of have a grasp of like what the core is of the church. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I would say take it in stages. Yeah. I found the most benefit from again, taking it in stages. One of the things that I kind of learned how to do through my parents is they would, when finding a new church, they would, uh, read up on the theology statement of faith on their homepage, their website. Yeah. Um, and then if that lined up perfectly or lined up with what the Bible says, then they would, instead of immediately going to the church and start, you know, making connections and all that, they would actually see if the church had audio recordings of their sermons.
1: Oh.
0: And they would listen to those that's for a smart. couple of, for a couple of weeks, yeah. And they would just see, like, up-to-date ones. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, ones that were recorded previously. Um,
1: that's a good point because most churches now do some form of a live stream. Yeah. That's saved on somewhere. So. Sure.
0: Um... But then once you listen to those and you feel comfortable with that, then you go in person and you, it's not like you're throwing a party, you know, on your first visit. You just go in and you kind of stick to your own self mm-hmm. and you just, you just look yeah. and you just observe. Yeah. And you can, you can talk to people. Obviously there's there's no limit on what you can do. I'm just saying, throwing yourself in there and being like, now this is my church. And it's the first time you've been there. Like that's probably a little unwise just because if you see something that you don't like you want me to have to pull out of that. Yeah. So take a little bit of time, take a couple of weeks and just kind of listen. And maybe if you have some opportunities to talk to the pastor or maybe some head people of just like, Oh yeah, I'm new. This is kind of my thoughts. Like, what Mm -hmm. do you guys think about these things? You know, whatever do that. Um, but take your time. And I would say normally that whole process would end with just your personal conviction with God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mixing in a good prayer life and being like, yeah, God, where do you want me? Mm-hmm. You know, is this the church that we should go to? Is this not? Yeah,
1: and be like, give me the discernment to suss out.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like bad ones. Like if you have got God first and if you're praying and having communication with God, he'll lead you to whether that's the right church or not.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it may take a while longer than you think. You know, you might be so anxious that you want to find a church right here and now and just go and commit because you want to be a part of that, and I get it. But there is no point in doing that in a church that is not going to do the right thing. Yeah, They're not going to, you know, give you what you need.
1: I will also say sometimes I feel like certain churches and stuff like that are for certain like seasons of your life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the church that I grew up with, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. No, it just, I got to a point where, you know, going there for 10 years, yeah. my, I felt like I was hearing the same thing over and over and I just right. felt like I wasn't learning and growing. Sure, Um, and so that's part of the reason why I decided to mm-hmm. like stop going there and switch churches. So I would just say too like, you know, sometimes the church will work for you for a couple of years Mm -hmm. and not that there's anything wrong with it, but you just kind of feel like you're led to go somewhere else that might push you a little bit more, you know, stuff like that. So. Sure.
0: Which also is very allegorical with the way that Jesus worked. He literally taught, moved on to the next group of people, sometimes bringing people with him that has always been around him, like the disciples, you know, and people who followed him from city to city, town to town. And he taught different messages. He answered different questions. You know, he, he did all of that. And then eventually he, died which is exactly <laughs> what he came to do but yeah that's
1: you made the, that seem so sad it, it is i don't know but you made it seem like that was the end no but it's not the
0: tomb was freaking empty yeah anyway. it was <laughs> oh my goodness anyways so next question um is communion every week or once a month and is that a factor meaning is that of any importance
1: gotcha
0: so for those of you who don't know communion is the active participation of uh taking the bread and the wine, the figurative uh, allegorical, not allegorical, but an example Mm -hmm. of the body of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, partaking of it as they did on Passover night. Um, And uh, it's, it's symbolic. Mm -hmm. But do you think, because it's important, that's literally what they did. And it's an important thing to partake in if you're a believer, I believe. Um, It doesn't hold any saving grace, you know, that doesn't save you from hell. Yeah. Um, But as far as people putting a lot of importance on that, they should. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, once a week, once a month, is it important at all? What are your thoughts?
1: I think it, I don't think there's like a perfect Mm -mm. amount. I think should it be done every so often? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't think it needs to, I feel like every week is for me personally it feels mm-hmm. a little excessive i wouldn't say it's necessarily wrong i just yeah. don't think it really needs to be done that often sure um but like i said that's just my opinion mm-hmm. um normally what i'm used to it's usually like around easter
0: i don't know why i just jumped to this but i thought of you like walking into a church with a jug of grape juice and a <laughs> loaf of bread and being like i'm ready for this i'm week. ready y'all <laughs>
1: i'm gonna get an extra portion yeah of right communion. Um, you
0: don't even share you just eat all.
1: I'm like, I want all of the Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> want all of the Lord, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, normally we would do it around you know Easter Sunday, which I feel like right. is pretty typical. Yeah. Um, so for us, it was pretty much like once or twice a year. Maybe, oh really? Maybe if that, if wow. for some reason one specific sermon kind of like led into it, and they felt yeah. like called to do it again. Mm-hmm. But we we did not do it often. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think it can be done more often than that. Sure. But yeah. So we can watch. Last time I did communion, it was probably like. A couple of years ago. It's been a while for me yeah, too. It's yeah, it's been
0: a long time. Should run to Walmart and make that <laughs> make that happen. No. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't think that there's any specific amount of time that is right or wrong. I do think, though, that as long as you acknowledge it yeah. on a semi-regular basis, that's probably the best idea. Um, What's again, like
1: semi-regular to you, though?
0: Probably once or twice a month Okay, is something that I would be more comfortable with. But like a church that does it once a year... I'm fine with that. It's just not something I've ever done. Yeah. For you know us, I mean? it
1: really only came up when like the actual season of why it right. was done came
0: yeah. about. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. It's just not something I've done. Therefore okay. my brain is like, eh, I'm not used to that. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, yeah, it is a factor and it is important, but I don't think it matters how often. Yeah. Every church is different. Every church will put more importance on making it a regular thing or a weekly thing um and they're not more holy or less holy than the next church yeah if they do it often or less um not from a biblical standpoint at least that it's never talked about how often you should do it um and then the final question uh is the lead pastor the most important reason to choose to go or not no heck no
1: no
0: it's a factor yeah
1: it's, it's it's it is a definitely one you should consider yes but i think the church as a whole yes is very important right also people that put so much stock into like a pastor and Mm then they're like holier than thou and that they're famous i'm like yep they're a person they're a person with give me a break (laughs) yeah
0: i would say there's large i'll use this word delicately not at all trying to be a jerk (laughs) but there's large foolishness in someone who puts so much stock in a pastor. Yeah. For all the answers, all the right things, and they do put them on pedestals. Yeah. To a, a extent that is straight up sinful. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that people necessarily do that on purpose. No. They just kind of fall into it. Yeah. Um a bad pastor or someone who is not engaging or someone who is not teaching the truth are very large turnoffs for me. Yeah. If I cannot get into it, if I if I am actively looking for cotton balls to stuff my ears with <laughs> every sermon, <laughs> that's probably not a good church to go to. Uh, um and that's not because of my preference, it's because I want the best. I want yeah. the best not in the way of what the pastor looks like mm-hmm. or what he dresses like or what he uh, you know, what his voice sounds like, but how he preaches, is he teaching from the Bible? Yeah. I went to a church, for example, um, for a very small portion of my life. It was just a couple of months, but it was called LCBC and it was a, uh, I don't know if it was labeled non-denominational. I don't, I don't know. I think LCBC was actually like a, um, very toned down, charismatic, mm-hmm. but more like very modern. Yeah. Very modern. Pentecostal almost, if not Pentecostal, I'm pretty sure. And I've not been a fan of the Pentecostal denomination for reasons we can get into at a different time. Point is, um, the dude opened his Bible zero times. Yeah. Not one time. It's a huge red flag. Yeah. In the, and I don't know if it was just the sermons that they were doing because they all tied them into uh, films. And what I mean by this is that they would show clips of different movies and they would work that into their sermon. That's and I thought that was a clever idea because it, it does speak to a younger audience. That's they can see um, certain situations in certain films. Uh, one of the films they did was the Tom Hanks film Captain Phillips. I don't know if you ever saw that film.
1: It sounds familiar. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's
0: basically about a a sea captain who his boat or it's a real story. It's an actual thing that happened. But his ship was taken over by pirates, essentially. And he was held hostage and how the military had to come in and save him. And they, sorry, knocked in my microphone. Um, (laughs) But they, the movie is great. It's a good movie. Um, But their sermon was about that. And I don't remember the sermon. I don't remember what the point was of that sermon. Yeah. Um, one of the worship songs that they played was the Star Wars theme song.
1: <laughs> Are and you serious? I'm not, I'm not
0: saying like, uh, like, oh, we're going to use this to worship God. I'm saying when everybody was in there during the time of music for worship, they played the Star Wars theme song. They also went and they played, uh, Coldplay's Sky Full of Stars, Again, you can probably turn that into a worship song if you listen to the lyrics, but it was just a very like we're gonna take everything that you know and we're gonna bring it to the church and we're gonna get you guys all excited because of all these things. And I'm sitting there going why like this none of none of this is biblically based. And that's not wrong. It just made me feel very much like they were trying so hard to go into things and make things more relevant from what we know yeah. rather than just opening up the Bible and saying, this is what we need to talk about people. This is the truth of God's word. And we need to, we need to dive in and do this. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I don't know if this was during our time or before. I, I almost think it was before our time at LCBC, but one of the pastors that was either there or I think had already left, had been caught Uh, plagiarizing his sermons off of other pastors. Oh, boy. And he had, I'm pretty sure, I don't know all the details, and I don't want to say something that wasn't true, but from what I remember, he had taken word for word certain portions of differing pastor's sermons and sort of compiled his own sermon. Yeah. Yeah. Without any mention of oh this is from this person's book yeah. or this is from this person what this person had said at a previous date like no mention yeah it would be the equivalent the equivalency to me posting a video on TikTok and saying like sort of showing without it being a trend right it's not a trend it's not something famous that people understand is happening but me copy and pasting something that someone else did. Mm-hmm. And not crediting them. Right. You don't credit them at all. And that would just look dumb. That would look super suspicious and people will catch you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was caught and I'm pretty sure he stepped down, if I'm not mistaken. Now, again, people are fallible. That doesn't determine the theology of the church. Right. That doesn't determine how good the church is. I'm just saying there are people who can get so used to a, a very lazy way of their, uh, the way that they operate their church mm-hmm. that they start to leave bad tastes in people's mouths mm-hmm. and so that was my I don't know maybe my most baffling church experience just because I was like this doesn't feel like a church yeah it feels like a, a I'm putting quotes around the word godly like a godly like movie theater almost yeah. when your entire sermon is an hour long or 45 minutes long, and you mentioned one verse from the Bible and the rest of it, you're talking about a movie called Captain Phillips. (laughs) I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't care about that. That is not in depth. Yeah. So yeah, you are supposed to look to, like leaders of the church, pastors of the church are held to a higher standard. Yeah. We are to look to them to teach the truth. And if you don't find someone that's teaching the truth, you owe it to yourself from a spiritual biblical standpoint to get the heck out of there.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, or, uh, get the heck out of there, but pray for them. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like sure. you can't, I don't think it's right to just hightail it out of there and not be like, God, I'm leaving this because it's the right thing to do, but please help the situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um.
1: Well, I feel like this is something we could add into like what to look for when you're looking for a church on yeah. top of theology. It's like, okay, if the theology is good on top of that, when the pastor is preaching, right, how much are they actually pulling from the Bible or yeah. how much are they like using it? You know right. what I mean? Like you said, if they're only taking a verse or two and then the rest of it's a sermon. Sure. Like there can be like a topical thing mm-hmm. where a lot of it is them just speaking on it. Sure. Um, but I feel like in general, a lot of it, evidence wise, should come from the Bible. The Bible, yeah. And so That's your if, basis. Yeah. So if you notice that it's not, then... yeah because you're not going to church to learn from one specific person that knows it all Mm -hmm. or thinks they do. (laughs) You're going to learn from somebody that's actually pulling from the Bible and teaching you truth. Right. So,
0: yeah. So yeah, I would say pay close attention to the theology, pay close attention to
1: uh,
0: the importance of communion. Yeah. Not how often, but the importance of it. And if the church actively reflects that, the importance of it in their you know.
1: I will say too. I feel like some, communion is something you can do as a family at home. Sure. Too. That's not something you necessarily have to get mm-hmm. the amount that you're looking for out of the church. So yeah. if you feel like you have a good church, but they're not necessarily doing as much in that area, like right. you can do communion at home, like one's stopping yeah. you. So.
0: And that's the other thing. There's no. I don't think there's anything in the Bible that says you can't do that. Right. Nor is there any indication that it should only be done in a certain setting. Right. It's like baptism. No one. There. Nobody has to be a specific type of person. You don't have to be a, a pastor or a a church leader to baptize somebody, right? you know? John the Baptist was just that. He just baptized people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he wasn't the leader of any sort of church or denomination or anything. And yet he baptized God yeah. in a human form, you know? Like, that. this is what I'm talking about, is people put so much importance on certain roles and say, oh, you can only do this if you're this, or you can only do this if you're that. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works, you know? So, yeah, yeah. just just in, in the end, pray for wisdom and discernment and guidance and wisdom <laughs> again because that's important. Um, I
1: was about to say, <laughs> and happy church shopping. <laughs>
0: happy church shopping, <laughs> yes. Um, to anybody out there that is curious, um, if you're looking for a church, if you're trying to find a church but can't find one, you're in our thoughts and prayers, I know what that feels like. Haley knows what that feels like. Um. And it's a process and don't get too discouraged because God will bring the right one at his time. Yeah. Um, but I do want to plug one or two people who I'd recommend because we have YouTube, we've got Wi-Fi. you you know, you can listen to sermons online. There's two specific people that I would recommend. Um, one of which being a gentleman by the name of Dr. James White. He's a Arizona based pastor. Fantastic theology. Um, He is fluent, I believe, in Hebrew and Greek. He knows the heck out of his Bible, and he is knowledgeable on pretty much every subject regarding the Bible under the sun. He has gone toe-to-toe with the study of Islam, um, the study of Mormonism, Catholicism. He breaks all of that down. He's got a a YouTube channel called Alpha and Omega Ministries. He writes books. He is an insanely knowledgeable human being, Yeah, and he's cool, too. Um, on the way to visit my parents for Christmas, you and me, we just listened to James White pretty much the whole way mm-hmm. and it was very influential. Yeah. Um, and the other person I would recommend is a guy named Jay Warner Wallace. He is, is, or was a homicide police detective for a very long time. Started as an atheist, tried to debunk Christianity at the age of 30, I think. Ended up proving it all right. Um... <laughs> And he went out to debunk it
1: and he ended up proving that it was actually legit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Using the tactics he learned in the police force to discover differing uh, factors of history. Yeah. Um, Cross-referencing. Our dog is just walking around doing stuff. (laughs) Whatever. Shiloh, sit down. Thank you. Um, He uses cross-referencing tactics. He does exactly what you would do in the, in the police force to figure out who the murderer is. And he ended up proving from a historical cultural standpoint that the Bible is accurate and it led him to convert. And now he is a pastor from what I believe or from what I have seen, but he has gone on many different, you know, uh, well, he's gone to many different churches and just talked about all these different things and shown evidence of all these different things. And it's just super influential. Anyways, his name is Jay Warner Wallace and he has a YouTube channel called cold case Christianity. And it is, again, very, very nice, influential stuff. He also has a book called Cold Case Christianity. My mom has that book. Hi, mom. How you doing? (laughs) Um, So those two guys are very, very good resources. Um, And yeah, they always go back to the Bible. They always use context, which (laughs) I got to start a clothing line with the word context on it. Oh, yeah. Um, Context with a period. No, not a period, about 40 exclamation marks.
1: Didn't I say you should write a book that like... Called Context? Yeah, it's just called Context.
0: Yeah, that would be great. (laughs) It's just, it's just Context and it's just the Bible. That's all it is. (laughs) Um, Uh, Anyways, but hopefully that answered your questions, Kevin. Um, Because if it did, great. If it did not, you got my number. Let me know. Um, Do a part two. Yeah. Um, But, uh I think that's pretty much it. You got anything else you want to say?
1: No, I think I'm good. Okay.
0: Where, where are we at time-wise? We're at 40... We're almost at 50 minutes, people. Um, well, first of all, I want to go ahead and say, uh, follow us on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel called Toasty Cool. Um, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, uh, Anchor, Apple Podcast. Um, we also have an Instagram, Toasty underscore cool. You guys can go and uh, follow that Instagram and... Uh, look for updates on the podcast, all that good stuff.
1: Plus it's a way to interact with us and also Correct. Um, if you have questions and stuff. So kinda how like we went off of mm-hmm. questions and topics today. Right. If you send us stuff, we can yep. who knows your question might be the next next topic of conversation. Correct.
0: And remember they can be anything. They yeah, can be biblically based, yeah. they can be any sort of question you, you have. Um but until then, I have been Andrew.
1: I have been Haley you have been haley also known as goose
0: yeah <laughs> that's your nickname
1: yeah if anyone's wondering that's from uh like goose and maverick the from top gun yeah
0: yeah and my name is andrew <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys next time bye guys see you